Hello, and welcome to the Simple Life Podcast. Today, we have our host, Sherry Porter, interviewing her business coach, Jason Hammer. Hey, Jason, I'm glad you could join me today. Thank you so much for having me on, Sherry. I'm so excited to do this. Yeah, and I just um, want to take our podcast, Simple Life Podcast, and kind of see different things and talk to different people, um, and especially people who have helped me along in my journey. And we've been coaching for about seven uh, months, eight seven, months. Seven, eight months, yeah. yeah. And so I'm excited to kind of see the progress I've done. And so I'm going to dig a little bit into what you've done and where you came from. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So how or why did you decide to pursue business coaching as a career? Yeah, well, great question. So before I've been coaching for uh, about two and a half years now. And uh, prior to that, I was in banking for uh, close to 20 years, uh, mostly in the retail space, but uh, working with businesses and leading teams. And one of the things that I found during my time in banking is that uh, I ran into so many really, really talented and passionate people, but uh, they'd never been shown how to run a business before. And my, I felt like my ability to help them was limited in terms of could I approve that loan? Could I not approve that loan? And I just, uh, I wanted to do more to, to help through there. And I had also uh, had my own uh, barbecue business. Uh, okay. part, uh, partner with mine, but we had Kylie Q's barbecue food truck. So I, uh, I, I work, enjoyed working with businesses so much that, uh, to do that, uh, I was like, oh yeah, I know, I know what I'm doing and all of this, but, uh, I actually <laughs> got into starting the business. I'm like, holy cow, there is so much more to this, but, uh, but I absolutely love that journey. And, uh, did that for 11 years with a business partner and, uh, we just sold it this past, uh, this past winter. So, uh, but wanted to turn our attention to, uh, the coaching business that my wife Katie and I started and launched at the beginning of this year. So, okay. Um, do you have a specific example or an influence that you said, oh, this needs to be a part of my coaching philosophy? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, and I'll kind of circle back again to, uh, through my time in banking and uh, its growth is fantastic and it's needed and things like that. But before we can get to that point, uh, the environment needs to be such that sustainable success is possible. Okay. So that's where, where we drew a lot of the passion for our coaching business and our coaching process okay. today is really spending a lot of time, you know, with, uh, with business owners like yourself and, really honing in and getting what are those goals what are those habits that uh, that create daily success uh and once we can get to that point and find that ideal life it's it makes the business stuff so much easier yeah yeah and i i think i've realized part of that as we've kind of journeyed along mm -hmm. um how do you continue to improve and grow professionally as a coach so as a coach, so uh, Katie and I, who is my you know my business partner and wife, she we and I she, uh, she and I coach each other, you know, and we go through this, uh, and as well as uh, networking a lot, uh, whether through our BNI group that we have in uh, Sioux City, as well as uh, other networking groups and uh, uh, people that I've come to like and trust in Omaha. Uh, and just really, uh, really kind of sharpening my skills and my knowledge there. Awesome. 
Um, what advice would you give to me if I were to say, hey, I want to be a business coach? So I think, uh, well, number one, I think the, the top quality is just your energy and your ability to connect <laughs> with people. Okay. Uh, like a lot of the business stuff, I feel like a lot of the business stuff can be trained. Uh, yes. but, uh, but being able to connect with people and have that positive energy and just uh, speaking to you specifically uh, in your organization, it's just the heart that you have for helping and serving people. It's just, that's, that's something that uh, it inspires me. Oh. And it's something that, uh, that I love seeing as we work together and as I've known you. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. Um, what about your initial thoughts when we first had a couple of conversations about what does business coaching look like for a nonprofit? Mm -hmm. What were you thinking? So it uh, it is a little bit different, uh, you know, when we get into the growth aspects of things, uh, you know, and sometimes it's more so like a language difference. It's not, you know, profits, it's donations and uh, things of that nature. But by and large, uh, the owner, the people leading the organization, uh, there's a lot of similarities, whether it's mm -hmm. business or nonprofits, because at the end of the day, you're working with people. Mm -hmm. uh, you're working with your members, uh, working with people on your team and partnering with people in the community. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, has your approach changed? Was I your first nonprofit maybe? Uh, yes, you were. Okay. And so we're, you're probably fairly new into this. And mm -hmm. so have you seen some of your approaches change since you've started journeying with me on this road? I, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's an ever evolving process. I learn so much from my clients each and every day. And Excellent. as I, uh, and as just as I network and am involved in the communities. And I think, uh, I think the core and of what we do and why we do it, that part hasn't changed. But in terms of how we work with people, how we connect with people, and how we uh, solve different current hard issues, okay. that absolutely changes and uh, and evolves over time. Okay. And I know I can speak from experience with <laughs> um, meeting with you week after week um, that there are some weeks where I am just wiped out. I got nothing. And mm -hmm. we still have a really good conversation about what I did do and what I didn't do and what I could do better. And I appreciate that because it does evolve and change over mm -hmm. time. I would have to say that we've never had any two meetings alike. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and even though I feel like I've not made progress from one week to the next, you're able to point out to me some of the things you have seen mm -hmm. that are progress, I guess, for lack of a better word, because <laughs> it is movement forward, even though it's not ever, it's not always easy or I don't always see it as like great movement mm -hmm. per se. Sometimes the biggest win is survival, you know, yeah. on a week to week basis. But that's how I felt this last week. <laughs> I was sick and I couldn't hardly do anything. And I, you walked into my office and I was like, yep, I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's important to just be authentic and be who you are and be, you know, whatever's going on in that moment, uh, you know, and just work through that. And it's, uh, because if we can't be real, if we can't be authentic, then no sustainable <laughs> progress is ever going to happen. So true. Cause, and I, I 
am pretty much me all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and you've seen it over the last few months. You've seen that I have my great days where I come in <laughs> skipping and hopping and jumping and we're ready to go. Mm-hmm. And the days where I go, yeah, I got nothing. <laughs> so, you know, um, and I think, uh, you know, speaking, uh, for you, some of the things that I've seen is that you've always had so much energy and passion uh, <laughs> going in so many different directions, caring for so many people, and uh, try, seeing you be able to harness and focus in on where that energy needs to flow and to whom that energy needs to uh, flow to and maybe some areas to not uh, has been so incredible to just see uh, you be able to serve people uh, that you want to serve and be able to have that capacity to do so in the way you want to do that. And that's, oh. it's, it's been amazing to see. Well, thank you for that. Can you share an instance where you had a specific example with a for-profit client that you said, yep, this is going to work for Sherry as well? Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. And I think that's uh, where... We set up like uh, meeting structures, one-to-one structures, as far as how you uh, serve and train your employees and be able to work with them on a regular and consistent basis and kind of who's training what, you know, what does the organization look like, uh, you know, when you aren't involved in the day-to-day and things like that so being able to take that from a for-profit business it's just organizational structure that crosses over to the nonprofit world a lot yes like when we were talking about how do i give people per se a title when Mm -hmm. there's only so much that goes on in an organization and you had shared your banking teller descriptions and that just made a lot of sense to me so absolutely i think it's really important because as you have ambitious people on your team uh to let them know that there's growth available within the you know not only long term but also within the positions that they have right now and you know as they can do more and trust more and things like that sometimes that uh, that organization chart per se, you know, kind of evolves over time and it's just making sure you've got the right people on the team that are a great fit. So, which you've got a tremendous team. Well, thank you for that. I think so too. (laughs) I always love to give a shout out to all my uh, team members at Simple Life because they do awesome work for us. So, um, do you think there are any misconceptions out there about running a nonprofit that People probably think this, but in reality, it's something different. So I think misconceptions, whether you're working with a nonprofit or a for-profit, is just having the, you know, if you're the owner or the executive director or CEO, that that the job description isn't clear and plain. Uh, that there's so much that goes into it that, you know, someone might look into your office and not see all the physical work that's being done, but there's so much to juggle uh, and there's so much to manage within, you know, within everything that happens on a day-to-day basis that I think it's really important to recognize that uh, it's not just managing the day-to-day, it's spending time in those weeds as well as uh, looking forward to the future. You know, what are some things that you're doing to serve your team today, tomorrow, uh, next year, and within the next five to 10 years 
because there needs to be a balance of uh, of strategy yeah. and day-to-day yeah. uh, things that happen. Yeah, and those were things that I kind of had all these ideas floating around in my head about mm-hmm. what to do or what not to do, but I didn't have the focus to put those into a structure, and you've definitely helped me with that. Um, I want you to be careful talking about my office because nobody needs to know how dirty it is. Okay? <laughs> so let's not go there. It's a it's a creative space, and I love it. And, yes, it is. <laughs> uh, talk about your screen door. It's been one of my favorite accents. Uh, and as a coach, I really appreciate uh, the the quote that's on the screen door, and I just love what it stands for. So old ways don't open new doors. Yeah, and the door actually came from my grandparents' farm. Um, my grandparents lived in Granville, Magnus and Leona Goble, um, my mom's parents. And when they had the farm auction, I was like, I want that screen door. And I had no idea what I was going to do with it yet, but I just knew I wanted it. And so I bought it on the auction and I brought it home and it sat in my garage for a little bit. And then my husband gave it to my father-in-law, Richard Porter, and he took it and fixed it up and painted it black. And then I was like, okay, well, now I have it black. And now what am I going to do with it? And I came across the quote, you know, old ways will never open new doors. Is that, did I say it right? I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> it's it's that concept. Yes. And I asked one of my girlfriends, Sherry Scow, if she would paint it for me. Mm-hmm. And so she did. She added the um, screen and then painted it on there. And yeah, it just reminds me that, you know, I can't keep banging my head against the same door. I've got to choose a different door. I got to choose a different avenue or a different mm-hmm. path because if I'm doing something and it's not working, then I got to change it. Right. So, well, yep. thanks for that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I think whether that speaks to the coaching or just working with people in general, oh, whether absolutely. that be your members, <laughs> your employees, the workforce has absolutely changed over you know, over time and over the last several years. So uh, owners need to constantly be reinventing themselves uh, and not changing, but uh, but evolving the way that they lead and uh, and work with people. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. The last couple of years for sure have changed how um, the employees really kind of run the ball on a a lot of levels, you know, because they're the ones who are in demand. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it, it takes some creative thinking sometimes. It does. Yeah. What key lessons or takeaways from your experience with me and Simple Life um, would you share with other nonprofits who are thinking about, could I really benefit from a business coach? Absolutely. And I guess the first point I would make is I feel like every business and nonprofit can benefit from coaching. You know, I feel like, uh, you know, you just need to find the right fit and roll with it. Uh, but specifically for nonprofits, uh, one of the things that I see that can benefit so many of them is to be able to gain that clarity on what it is that they're they're doing, they're providing, and what is their mission to serve, and to be really, really clear and specific about it. Not only uh, to be able to inspire others to give, but also to inspire others that want to join the team. And to be able to do that, and the more clarity you can get on your vision and your just cause, and uh, those values of what you stand for, I feel like that is something that is so critical because 
uh, as I take a look at the nonprofit landscape, I mean, there is a lot of, uh, there's a, so many great organizations. There's a lot of, you know, there are, there is some crossover from one organization to next, whether, you know, you know, regardless of what it is, whether you're dealing with, uh, with homelessness or education or mm -hmm. mental health, Absolutely. things like that. And just being able to be really specific on what is that, uh, what is that niche that you're serving and what is the most important thing as a nonprofit, uh, that you want the community to know and get and rally behind. Yeah. And speaking of that, do you happen to have my just cause? Um, so I could read it because I don't know it off the top of my head. But if you have my just cause, then I could just read it here quick because um, it was interesting that I found as we went through the some of the initial steps of our work that this thought had been circling around in my head for a long time. And I just hadn't quite gotten it down into words and then wonderful paperwork that you gave me one time was, oh, hey, we got to put this into words and this is what it really looks like. So speaking of my just cause, I would just like to read it again. And I love it. Um, because I do, I love it too, that it just really made a lot of sense and you helped me find this and get there. Um, my just cause is to make the world a better place for those struggling with mental illness, that they would be treated with love, compassion, treated fairly and politely, no matter what they look like act like or talk like. And that just speaks volumes, I think, because how often, I mean, even you and I looking at other people in the general public, we have an opinion, we think certain thoughts, somebody doesn't drive right. You know, I found that I am the perfect driver because those who go faster <laughs> than me are idiots and those who go slower than me have nothing better to do with their time. So therefore I must be the perfect mm -hmm. driver. Ha, not quite. My brother tells me I'm the worst driver. But um, yeah, just treating people fairly and kindly with compassion and politeness. Because mm -hmm. we have no idea what struggle they've been through. Yeah, absolutely. And absolutely every person has value. And to be mm. able to try to meet them where they're at. And yeah. I know like your, uh, your members, no day looks different and uh your employees and you you know you need to serve them differently uh many times even in the same yeah. same day yeah because something yeah. may have happened to throw them off or yeah. uh or me. yeah exactly or me i have to kind of set back and mm -hmm. reset myself and say okay we got to make this better and how do we do that how do we move forward and yeah. i think the focus that you've given me in so many of the things that I do day to day mm -hmm. has been just tremendous because mm -hmm. we only meet once a week, but then I feel like throughout the week, thoughts are coming back to me and ideas and like, okay, this is what I need to do. I don't like it. It makes me uncomfortable, but I'm going to do it. I need to look at this. I need to talk about that. So yeah, I'm so very thankful for all of those lessons that I learn and then revisit all week long. Right. And it's, Part of the thing that's so fun for me is uh, it's not like me having all the answers or, or giving all the, the, the tips and tricks and things like that. It's just uh, about kind of pulling out the things that are already there in your head and in your heart and being able to organize them and find clarity. Uh, so that way you can be able to you know, serve people better and be able to, to 
give your just cause and be able to live that on a daily basis. So that way you're able to uh, just be the amazing person and leader that you are. Well, thank you. But don't sell yourself short because there are <laughs> days you do have the answers. And I'm just like, oh, why did I not think of that before? But again, it's just the different perspective that you have coming from the for-profit world, my mm -hmm. perspective of the nonprofit. How do they get together? How do some things look the same or some things look different? So looking ahead, do you envision the future of business coaching changing significantly or? Um, I, that's a very interesting question. And I do think it's going to change continuously. I don't know about significantly, but I think as the face of business changes, the face of business coaching needs to change because mm. uh, that's why I feel really passionate about needing uh, personal solutions for each unique business. Uh, we obviously yeah. have our model, yes. uh, but, uh, but as business needs change and as we come across uh, different and unique business structures and teams, my coaching needs to change and evolve along with that so that way i can continue to be effective for people yeah so have you picked up any other nonprofits along the way or not yet not yet okay. uh there's uh there's a couple that i've been talking to uh Excellent. recently and uh sometimes it's just a matter of kind of when that uh when that works out so this has been a great conversation, Jason, and I'm so thankful you agreed to join me on Simple Life's podcast because I think people need to know, continually know about Simple Life, but also be aware of other things that are going on in our community. And so if you're looking for a business coach, I would definitely recommend Jason or his wife, Katie, with Hammer Business Toolbox Solutions, something yep. like that. Hammer Business Toolbox. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, and... Uh, yeah, and I'm just so honored to be here with you. And I always uh, appreciate our conversations, whether it's doing this or just our, our weekly uh, one-to-ones or getting to talk to you through uh, our networking group and BNI. Uh, I, I, always, uh, I always just find so much value in that. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you for joining us here today at the Simple Life Podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please like and subscribe for more.